Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Friday, September 23rd episode. The day after the first day of fall. The day after the first day of fall. Oh yeah, that's right. We we're supposed to have pumpkin drinks. Um, well, this is a mango margarita, and mangoes are a cousin of the pumpkin. Sometimes the Friday episodes are... I made that up. Don't use that in school, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like when I said, like, oh, that's the the daytime moon, and then there's a nighttime moon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, the mango is a cousin of the pumpkin. Um... Yeah, the Friday shows are a little more loosey goosey here, obviously. Um, and um, but yeah, uh, so let's kick it off with a little bit of delving into the political landscape. All right, and specifically, I like we mentioned on the previous show. For certain topics, it's really hard to get just analysis. Right, just mm-hmm. unbiased, unpersonal analysis. Yep. Um, and someone who has a reputation for giving this kind of analysis consistently. Um, he's been in D.C. forever. If you ever watched Sunday shows in October on election year, you've probably seen his face. The guy's name is Charlie Cook. You know, he's just one of those. Charlie Cook's political report, he's just, uh, you know, a guy interested in politics, right? Probably leans to the left, I would guess, like everyone in D.C., but not not in a way that's obnoxious or, you know, intentionally looking to misinform you or, or drive opinion. Um, you know, he's just, he's just one of those political guys. And so he put out an article this week at his Cook Political Report, uh, titled, The Dems Can't Count on More Good News. And he uh, lays out um, the sort of the, the state of play right now and how Republicans are looking at the abortion issue as their, your concern going into the midterm, looking at it's kind of turbocharged Democratic enthusiasm. Um, you know, it's hurt some of Republican support along independence, you know, obviously with women, um, you know, all this President Trump still being in the news and sucking up a lot of oxygen is kind of detracting from the Republican messaging that's going against Biden because, you know, there's only there's only so much airtime. And we, we, we know who's really good at getting clicks and getting airtime. You know, it's the former president. Um, you know, so it's like, look, you know, like there's things that the Republican Party has, they've had, a, you know, they've had a rough summer. We've had a rough summer. We've already spoken about that. 
But that's his point. His point is it's over. The bad part's over for mm. Republicans. That would you be know, good for us. Like, what, how, how much worse is it going to get from here? We know by now, we're, pat, we're in the 60-day period. They're not going to indict Trump. So there's not going to be big news on that front. Okay, we've got that. We, the, we have an, the, the, the update with, with the FBI stuff is, is that the special master is saying to the Trump team, if you're saying the FBI planted these documents, you've got to prove it. You've got 10 days to prove it. That's it. That's the update. So he's taking all Trump's comments. He's going, okay, if this is your, if this is your line of, if this is what you say, it ha- say happened, prove it. You have 10 days. That's the update there. But other than that, that's kind of the only lingering thing out there. Charlie Cook's point is the Democrats have already expended, have already launched every weapon they have, right? They've got all this legislation passed. Biden's gone and done the student loan thing. They got gas prices down. He goes, but gas prices aren't going to stay down forever. Mm-hmm. They're going back up. They're already going back up. They're all, they are already Which going Max back up. Max pointed out to me at the gas station. I was like, wait, I thought... They were artificially keeping them down. Why wouldn't they keep going? They're up 20 cents. 20 cents in a couple of weeks. Where Ooh. we are. Yep. We're starting, to three, we're starting to see threes turn back into fours. And it's the time of year where it typically goes down because summer gas is over. So yeah. that's even worse. Yeah. Well, you can't tap the strategic petroleum reserve forever. Um, that's essentially the lesson. Um but this was this is the key graph that I pulled out from Charlie Cook. Just just wanting to serve everyone a little a big dose of optimism, you know, right at the beginning of the show. Another major development that benefited Democrats was an improved economic picture, particularly the price of gasoline, which dropped by about a dollar per gallon starting in midsummer. Even for those without cars, the price of gasoline is the only product with a price that is posted out front wherever it's sold giving it outsized importance psychologically. It is doubtful that prices will decline much more than they already have. The upside is behind them, with only status quo or negative developments ahead. And the rest of the article gets into, there are no more legislative wins for them to have. Anything that Joe Biden does with his pen right now will be seen as just crass political maneuvering. Oh, are we saying people are that... In tune? Well. I mean, how are people able to suss that out, but they can't suss out that they were artificially deflating gas prices? uh, Because people are just happy that the gas prices are low. They're not going to be happy that the gas prices are going back up. And we know that the gas prices are going back up. Mm. That's just a fact. So I wanted to point, so, so I wanted to point that out that even, even these inside baseball DC politicos are, Wetting their finger, sticking it up in the air, seeing which way the direction of the wind is going. And they're looking, you know, that tailwind that the Democrats had is fading mighty fast as we head into October. Um, Which means full-on message discipline for the Republicans. By the way, if anyone checked their 401k today... I'm sure they're probably not happy with the direction of the economy currently. (laughs) Or basically anyone working in the tech industry is just sitting on pins and needles right now. (laughs) Yeah. 
Did you see what Google Google's talking about today? No. They're like, you know, the holiday parties aren't going to be what they used to be this year. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I think the bigger shoe that's going to drop is when we start letting people go. Because Facebook's going to let go 10% of their workforce. Yeah, but I feel like, see, this is just even more reason not to go. We won't go on this tangent. But even more reason for companies to just lean into remote life. Because when you have Mm -hmm. remote life, you don't have to have a Christmas party. Like, best thing you have to do is, like, a Zoom. And, like, woohoo, it's the end of the holidays. Here's, like, a Zoom background to put up. And, like, that's it. Hey, everyone. How's it going? (laughs) Oh, I'll... uh... Crack a beer, wrong camera. Yep, I'm over 21. I can purchase alcohol. Hi, co-workers. As you can tell, I'm a big fan of holiday Christmas parties. Yeah, Max is a fan. They're, they've, I've... Well. Anyway, so anything else on that story? Well, I just wanted to point I just wanted to point it out because when you start to see the inside baseball sober analysis politico people going, "Hey, Democrats, you know, you 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 you're already doing your victory dances here that you're that you might even keep control of the Senate that you you know that the losses in the house might not be as bad as you think it will be that it's going to be such a tight margin that you know, it's just going to be gridlock. You know, it's just, it's, it's not going to, it's, it's just going to be a, a mess. Nope, nope, nope. Um, this could still be, this could still be a red wave. Um, Y'all can't see me, so I don't know why I did that, but I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> crossing, crossing fingers, crossing fingers. Just hoping that our candidates are just, we get them across the finish line. Just got to get them across the finish line. Exactly. Um, but I wanted to pivot from this into something that Katie brought to my attention today, which are all the ballot measures that we have in Arizona. Yes. We subscribe to the local newspaper, and I get the emails, and they actually had one where they went through all of the measures. And some of them are inside base, not inside baseball, they're just super local and irrelevant. And just, we're not going to talk about them. But there are a few that was like, wait, what? What's going on? ballot yeah so i so so yeah there's some there's some some really good ones you've you've picked out you've picked out four here that um that i think are fantastic and let's start with the first one so it just says proposition 131 lieutenant governor and you're thinking okay uh apparently we don't have a lieutenant governor which I don't know if all states do. I've never looked into it. Um, but at first, at first glance, I'm like, no, I don't need more government positions. Exactly. Against. Correct. That is my stance. When I saw this, <laughs> I said, you want to expand government? Wrong. No, we don't need a lieutenant governor. <laughs> but the measure is basically so we can have a vice governor in the case that our governor resigns or dies that it goes to this lieutenant governor instead of the secretary of state. And the reasoning is that they're separate elections. And so the secretary of state may be a different party. Which we have right now. Our secretary of state is Hobbs, a Democrat. She's running for governor against Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs. And our governor is a Republican, Ducey. So we so do have I that would, situation now. I so didn't if, look into it. If so a I'm Suaro just... fell on Governor Ducey... <laughs> Katie Hobbs would be governor. 
Yeah, so I didn't look into it, but I would assume perhaps the Republican leadership put this on the ballot. Like, I don't know who's behind this ballot measure. I don't know. I I guess both parties would be behind it because then it ensures that your party still controls the governor's mansion. Yeah. But isn't there a second choice, which is you have another election and the Secretary of State is no. just temporary? elections are expensive. I mean, they shouldn't be. I'm sure there's an assistant secretary of state that we can just promote to that role. And then the secretary of state takes over. I don't see what the big deal is. No, I'm saying, why can't we just have a special election in the like very few times that like, the governor I, steps down or resigns or dies or whatever? Yeah. I, well, see, elections are expensive and that costs taxpayer money. Yeah. Well, now we have some stupid new position we have to pay for. Instead, that's true. Is that going to be vote, more expensive than some random election? Mm. I guess that's Put a good a question. That's the question. Would would paying this person over time be less expensive than holding special elections? And I would assume. I doubt it. I mean, how often? Not. We don't have time to look it up, but like, how often do you think this has ever happened in Arizona where they've needed to fill the governorship? I wouldn't be surprised when Arizona was a territory. There's some, some, some wild Western. Okay. No. So, but no, I doubt, <laughs> nah. no, even I doubt that. No, like the only thing that happens is sometimes governors get appointed to stuff um, when their party wins the White House, right? Oh, you're going to be my education secretary. Oh, you're going to be my ambassador to to Flavortown. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever, whatever made up position it is. Okay, because you so helped me. You you delivered your state for me. We're probably going to have to have another person in government, which it's is ridiculous. annoying. Okay, then there is Proposition 132, which I'm a fan of. I love this proposition. That we need a super majority for raising taxes. The initiative would require any ballot measure that creates a tax to get 60% of the vote to become law. Book it. Let's do it. I'm all in favor of that. I am. I, I cannot believe. This is like the Massachusetts you can pay a higher income tax rate. Folks, we have an opportunity to make it harder for people to tax, for, for our, our government to tax us. They're giving us a freebie. Let's take the freebie, okay? It's like the Massachusetts state income tax. You can check the box to pay a higher rate. Even Elizabeth Warren and John Kerry don't check the box. It's a freebie. No one likes paying taxes. So hopefully that passes. This should be an easy win. Although we should double check that it's not currently like 80% or something where this would actually reduce it. But on the assumption that nothing exists on the books and we now get 60%, I'm all for it. Okay. The next one is Proposition 308, Dreamer in-state tuition and financial aid. <sighs> The measure would make Arizona students who attended any public or private school or homeschool equivalent for two years eligible for financial aid at state universities and in-state tuition rates regardless of immigration status. I want to point out that current Arizona law is 50%. Oh, so this increases. Okay, good. So yeah. we're all for the 60%. Yeah. Just so we're all for the 60%. Yeah, so, so the dreamer thing... 
This is one where you know, because we're a border state, because it's very because the federal government has put our state in an essentially impossible position. There are times where you think, you know, like this is fair. Mm. Right? There's like a fairness element to this. And it's one of those difficult times when for for me, I go, I understand how it's the border is wide open. It is easy to cross the southern border. Um and there is and when you drive across the along the border, and I'll just say <coughs> El Paso, um, you would have to be certifiably insane to not want to be on the other side of that wall. I'm I'm just calling it as it is, right? I'm calling balls and strikes here. You would have to be nuts. On one side of the wall, you have let's just say not the finest infrastructure on the other side of the wall. It's a dick sporting goods next to a best buy next to a top golf. I'm not saying that rampant consumerism is everything in life. It's obviously not. But when the standard, when the floor for your standard of living is, you know, that that that's the that's that's what's going on where you live you want you want to be in that area more than the place where let's just say there wasn't a top golf <laughs> <laughs> um not that top golf is you know well i'm not gonna hate on top golf but you get what i'm saying However, you're saying that everyone in Mexico likes to golf. I got it. Well, what, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is that you would have to be nuts to live in Mexico when you could live in America. Yeah, I mean, why would you live someplace that doesn't have a top golf? No, precisely. I mean, I don't know why you would. <laughs> That's the point that I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah, I mean, America's trajectory is, in my opinion, on a little bit of a better path than Mexico's. So you want to be in a place with more opportunity. You also want to be in the greatest country in the world. That's the United States of America. Sorry, not sorry, Mexico. Um, But the point that I'm getting at is that even though we have this hodgepodge on the border of people who, you know, go back and forth and, you know, are here because their parents brought them here because they are looking for that opportunity, the simple fact of the matter is, is that you cannot have these magnets for illegal immigration you cannot have hey if you cross the border you win this prize oh if you cross the border you get in state tuition oh you get free health care oh you get an obama phone you can't have these magnets you cannot have you cannot have incentives for people to break the law and come into our country and i do not understand why the republican well i do understand why the republican party didn't it was because of the president who's in charge president bush who has a soft spot for illegal aliens um, after 2000, September 11th, September 11th, there should have been a very simple unified message from the Republican Party that continues to this day of our southern border is a national security issue, period, end of sentence. We cannot have an unguarded border with Mexico because on the other side of that border is Mexico. 
are terrorist operations in the form of drug cartels. There are ways that terrorist organizations from overseas could interact with these cartels and, hey, people want to destroy America. If you want proof, point, the Twin Towers no longer exist. It is a national security issue, period, end of sentence. And that's why this stuff can not exist. It cannot exist as a policy. We cannot create incentives for people to come across the border because we already have a porous enough border where the more and more people are streaming across, the harder and harder it is to get the people who are up to no good. Because it's true, there are a mixture of people coming across the border. There are people with good intentions who want a better life for their family and loved ones who are coming across America, coming to America, and they're doing it illegally. To say otherwise would be a complete lie. It would also be a complete lie to say that there are not criminals and scoundrels that are mixed in with these groups of people. We have to realize that. It's a national security issue. No to the dreamers. I'm sorry. Keep on dreaming. <laughs> okay. I mean that with all love because it, it's, it's not a black and white issue. Okay, and then the last one is Proposition 309 Voter ID Requirements. And I have been seeing this around town and been super confused because I'm like, we already require voter ID, so what are they talking about? Okay, I mean, this is what will help you understand. It says the measure would require voters to write their birth date, government identification number, which, what is that? Social security, driver's license? I don't know. And signature on an early ballot affidavit to vote by mail rather than just simply putting their signatures on early ballot envelopes. People voting in person already must provide either a photo identification or two items that show the name and address of the voter, such as utility bills. The measure would change that to require voter would require photo identification for all in-person voters and if the address and the identification didn't match voter rolls, then the two items, such as utility bills, would be required. The Department of Transportation would have to issue IDs for voting purposes for free. Yes. Vote yes. <laughs> Easy. Anything, any... I think we're both on the record on this podcast of stating that Election Day should be a national holiday and that you should only be able to show up in person and prove who you are to vote. Yep. And if it requires two or three forms of identification, then it requires two or three forms of identification. If you need to draw blood, then you need to draw my blood. I do okay, not we don't need, care. We don't need the blood thing. But even to get a library card, you have to have two forms of identification. I mean, come yep. on, folks. It is true. It is harder to get a library card than it is to vote in most places. Yeah. There, There is no reason why anyone should be unable to get this form of identification if they are allowed to vote. Correct. Correct. It's and all free. Why, yep. Yeah, you got to put in a little effort. Yep, you have to go stand in line. You have to make the appointments. You effort. have to be Did on top of it. Effort? Did you say effort? But when you about practice? But when you are voting on things that affect real people's livelihoods, you should have to put in a little bit of effort. Got to put in some effort, baby. Yeah. And if you don't want to put any effort, then you don't get to participate. That's just how it is. But apparently that's racist. I don't know why that's racist, but apparently it is. 
well, you not understanding why it's racist is that racist is also in racist. In that That's racist in racism. and of itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why you would say that out loud. I'm sorry for the hate language that's coming out of my co-host here. This is uh, this will go under this will go under review from uh, yeah our standards and practices. We'll uh, we'll take a we'll take a look. Um, All right, we're gonna wrap this Friday episode with something I found because Max said that he couldn't find anything. I wanted fun. to bring up something else. I wanted okay, to bring up something fine, real okay, quickly. Fine. I wanted Max to bring, wants up something to bring something else quickly. up before we do the fun stuff. I just, I just, Stacey Abrams is the gift that keeps on giving. This is the woman who believes she's the governor of Georgia, right? Remember the first litmus test of the Democrat primary in 2020 was, is Stacey Abrams the governor of Georgia? And they're all on, Joe Biden is on record saying Stacey Abrams should be the governor of Georgia. Okay. You can go look it up. Anyways, Stacey Abrams, um, this is what I would define as mental illness. Okay. There's no such thing as a six-week fetal heartbeat. It's a manufactured sound. Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams said on Wednesday, there is no such thing as a fetal heartbeat at six, six weeks of gestation. There's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. That is literal nonsense. That is what some people may call a conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, yes. What the hell is that? It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. She's literally saying that because it comes out of a machine, which is how you hear this noise when it's mm-hmm. inside a body is manufactured. So by that logic, hearts aren't real because that's how you hear a heartbeat. Lungs aren't real because that's how you hear no, breathing. No, no, no. We're all robots. That's the, that's the conclusion I've come to in Stacey Abrams' world. This is the party of science. Yes, of science. This is the party of science, everyone. Yep. Classic. Okay, so now we can do my fun thing? Now we can do your fun thing. Okay. I just wanted to make fun of Stacey Abrams. Okay, so we like to always do a food thing. Um, I, I wasn't quick enough to get like some sort of cool like restaurant trivia or something. But I did find that apparently consumers are trading meat for veggies as food cost source. So the price of beef, fish, and poultry is up nearly 9% year over year. So my question for us is, what meat, what, what would you trade for meat? Is that the correct way to phrase it? There would you know what to, I mean. There would need to be some sort of financial reward to give up meat. So you would rather, like, not have gas in your car and still eat meat. Is that what you're saying? No, oh, so you're like... This is what they're saying, that they're, they're not buying meat because it's too expensive, so they're buying vegetables. This is how I read this. Is that not what it's saying? That's true. That's true. So, like, when, yeah, I'd rather, I need to put gas in my car more than I need to eat, need to eat meat. Okay, so what would you buy instead? Like, what's my favorite vegetable? I mean, I get. I would try to. Would you be like, okay, I'm gonna go raise chickens in the backyard? Yeah, fishing. <laughs> I try to do as much fishing. You can catch fish. I think fishing would be a good option. 
I think, yeah, I think you'd have to start raising your own meat. Um, do you remember that documentary we were watching where that woman was raising rabbits for meat <laughs> in her backyard? Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> that was wild. It actually reminds me of a, of a reel I made on our Instagram page. If you want to go check it out, y'all, it's, I believe it's, L- the dot elephants dot in dot the room dot pot. Basically, there's a period between everything in the elephants in the room podcast. Put a period between everything. And I made one of me like doing some, you know, social media dance. And it said like me on my way to go raise chickens after the price mm-hmm. of eggs is 4X since Joe Biden took office. And that is what this is reminding me Eggs of. has been one of the biggest things. Yeah. We used to pay like less than a dollar for a dozen. 99 cents a dozen. Yeah. 99 cents a dozen. Not anymore. Um, yeah, I think I would figure out a way to, to to get it cheaper somewhere, whether it's raising it, getting the HOA to have our own farm. I mean, you never know. <laughs> I feel like this is like the Ron Swanson when he brings the pig to the, the cookout. Be yeah, like, oh, you know, I'm we just going to slaughter him here. We have this tiny strip of like stupid landscape that we have to pay for. Why don't we just turn that into a farm? We can have chickens over here. It'll be a it'll be a free range cow, a cow, and like we can have a party where we slaughter it. Right. <laughs> Get some wild coyote. Have some quail. We got a lot of quail. We have quite a bit of like roadrunner around. I don't know what they runner. taste like. But yeah, know. we could they're form eating, like a, torchies taco scraps. We could form like an dumpster. HOA hunting team, and they could go get the roadrunners. So I guess that's what our answer is to this question. Javelina, we can hunt javelina. Oh, that would that would be the neighborhood for a while. We can go to Awatuki. Those things are big. We can go down to Awatuki hunt some javelina. Yeah, those things are big. So okay, we have a game plan. So there we go. Coming soon to an HOA near you. To a theater near chicken, you, folks. Chicken free farm. Chicken free range farm. It's happening. Free, free range urban chicken. Yeah. All right. Have a have a great weekend, y'all. Hope hope football is great for everyone. Talk Monday. See ya. Jimmy G. The chant is drill baby drill. He had such enormous fun. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>